Hey everyone, Alex the Lemur here. So you may have noticed right off the bat that this particular episode of Toontown Public Works is really, 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 really late. And so on behalf of everyone here involved, I'd like to apologize for that. Aki and I are in the middle of doing some pretty big important things like moving across the country and looking for new jobs and housing. So needless to say, it's been pretty damn hectic lately. We once again sincerely apologize for this rather sudden and clumsy hiatus, and rest assured that once this episode is released, we will immediately go back to our usual bi-weekly schedule. So, everybody, thanks so much for sticking with us through this. So, without keeping you waiting any further, here are the goofums. Toon Down Public Works is not for kids even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out, uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge for thee to find the hidden gems. I am H.T. the Raccoon. I'm K.C. the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, and <laughs> I, okay, I don't know why I'm suddenly decided to take this kind of tone this early in the podcast. Uh, but you just want to, you just want to burn the candle at the beginning. Just like get it out, get all of the enthusiasm out of the way. Oh up my front. god! <laughs> <laughs> so I can be just tired and ineffectual later on. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. No, no, no. Uh, first off, I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if this is your first episode, I apologize. Uh, and Don't apologize uh, yet. No- <laughs> well, yeah, okay, fair. Apologize. <laughs> we need to do much worse. Apologize at the end, after we've made them listen to an hour and 30 minutes of nonsense. Yeah, if you apologize now, you're setting a very dangerous precedent for the rest of the episode, which we have not recorded yet. So, <laughs> yeah, if I, you, you know the, how it is in the legal laws that if uh, an apology comes beforehand, then uh, legally everything afterward is less than the thing that you were doing. Well, no, not not legally. I'm just <laughs> saying that if we've already apologized for a bad episode, I'll be less tempted to do a good one. <laughs> Okay, I get okay, now I get it. It's because it, it's a morale thing. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, what we normally do is we listen uh we well we l- let you listen to us make cartoon news and other things, such as we watch cartoons in public domain. I don't know why I'm speaking <laughs> like this. And then we uh and then you, we, we have you answer the props that we gave out last week. But uh, first, so we, yeah. uh, we also talk about cartoon news. That's a thing we do. That's what I said, yes. 
Did I not say that? Yeah, as, as, I no, I, you, you, you did say that as you strangely described our podcast in the second person. <laughs> This is, okay, this is a great start. This is a fantastic start. This is the best start. episode. This is the best episode. I don't know about you guys. This is what I'm feeling right now. This is going to be the best of the best. We're going to make, when we make compilations of our hundredth episode spectacular, this is going to be like the highlight of like some like package deal about bad intros or something. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be remembered. Okay. This one is, this one's going to get us our webby. <laughs> our web md page more like whoa 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 air horns mlg i can i can maybe derive ways that could be interpreted as a joke uh, <laughs> i was like thinking that our, our, like, our <laughs> podcast is a disease and it got its web md page or something yeah, no, that's no, what that's, i was that's, going with. yeah <laughs> it's not obvious <laughs> until you describe it but that is what my mind came up with when i realized you were telling a joke <laughs> you know what maybe you should start employing waka waka this episode oh my that, that's what gosh. i kind of did yeah that's what i kind of did though <laughs> yeah well why don't we go ahead and talk about the cartoon news yeah. Yes. It's it's only been seven minutes. It's and been 15 less seconds. than four. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because my my time's all screwed up. Never mind. Um, but okay. Uh, first off, I want to talk about a movie that I saw. It's called uh, Wonder Park. Oh. Um. Wonder Park. Yeah. It, of uh, no director infamy. Yes. I did not know anything about the no director thing uh, when going in, though I definitely felt it when I came out. Like, I didn't think that there was no director because what the fuck? But like the people who are like, like the way it is shot is utterly baffling. Like there's a story there and there is like some half-hearted attempts to make a decent message about depression and being growing up and being sad uh and dealing with like some trauma and all that kind of stuff because like okay uh, here's the thing there I, I going in i didn't realize this was a sick mom movie as in like not like sick, sick radical mom, mom dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah not 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 that uh it was it's like a mother who is like got like some uh, she's got like a uh, screenplayitis where she's just out for the like the like she's there for the first like 10 minutes of the movie and then she gets sick and does not show up again until like the last five spoilers but you knew this was going to happen this is not a, like once i realized that she wasn't just gonna like die like I, I, if they were gonna make at least dying would have been a commitment to something somewhat kind of dark and tragic when uh in the end, like it's oh, it's just a sick mom. Okay, so she's just sick. She's gonna just be back at the end of the movie. You she's, you know this. She's got the she's got the nondescript disease that Peter Quill's mom had. The same no no because Peter Quill's mom dies. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for the first five minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but like, it's like it's like my neighbor Totoro, uh, where the mother is just out of the picture and and it's sad because there she's sick but then in the end she ends up being okay like it's and not sometimes people sometimes people get sick and don't die exactly that happens and in that's real what, life 
Well, yes, but like I'm just saying, like she didn't get Peter Quill eyes. She got the ninth neighbor Totoroitis because she and to me, especially knowing that this was going to be like a series, uh, like the moment that they did this, I didn't think they were going to stretch out a absolutely tragic ending uh, after like such a. I don't know, being too obvious and knowing that it was going to go straight to series. There is actually a Wonder Park series in production right now. Good luck with um, that. On what network? Yeah. Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon, because it's a Nickelodeon movie. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I know. And so, okay. The premise is this. Uh, the movie's about a little girl uh, named June. Uh, she, uh, like grew up like playing like these like kind of story times with uh her her mother, where they would like come up with a fantastical amusement park and like kind of like kind of make a little tiny version of it. Uh, I want to get off Mister Bones' wild ride. Yeah, basically they're they're playing they like a Ferris wheel that's got fish on them, and if you tap the fin, then it can like go anywhere in the park. Uh, that kind of thing. And when she does this, like she has to whisper into like this, uh, the mother like has to whisper in like the ear of like a uh, stuffed monkey and give him like a little marker and then whoosh. And like the magical version of the park, like it just like, it's made because of peanuts, the monkey. Um, but the mom gets sick itis, uh, and the girl doesn't like, doing the stuff like anymore of like making it because she was like well first she would make like giant real size like uh roller coasters which destroyed half the neighborhood and how oh my god how is she not fucking dead um but then like she then starts making like little models but then the mother gets sick and then she has to go away to a hospital where they're going to try to make her feel better uh and when uh she, that happens she feels like she's inadequate because it was the mother always like whispering in the monkey's ear for things that would make the park better basically um but then like she she gets takes it all apart and then then she goes through a lot of trauma and then gets worried about her dad a lot i don't want to go completely beat by beat but I, i'm just trying to show you how kind of weird it is because then mm-hmm. after all of this uh-huh. it takes forever to get to the actual part of the movie where she goes into the woods and there's her actual music park but it's like sad and depressing because her depression kind of made everything like dark and falling apart basically wait so basically I a, it's like i have a question before we yawn further yes so she has a depression theme park now uh yeah uh isn't okay that, isn't that uh, just twire depression theme okay park. yeah that's that, that's <laughs> about right um hey uh okay let's for people who actually do care about spoiler spoilers uh i'm gonna go ahead and go uh now okay that should give you plenty of time for you people out there uh so there's this whole thing where right at the end uh, after she's chased away the darkness which is literally just called the darkness uh (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sora, <And> the darkness. <laughs> darkness. This is this is my this is going to be like the easiest world to transition into Kingdom Hearts Four. Uh, <laughs> and oh no, Nickelodeon Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Shut up! That would be amazing, and you know this. Um, <laughs> SpongeBob World and Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I want the Hey Arnold World, where they go to like. <laughs> Where you finally go to the city, um, <laughs> but the, but anyways, keep going. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. But basically, like, oh yeah, that's right. The darkness She's chased away the darkness, uh, and but up in the sky, you'll see like a little bit of a storm cloud, kind of like swirling there, and like the girl go- remarks, like, oh, the darkness is still there. And then, like, the pig lady goes, uh, well, so- sometimes things like darkness never truly goes away, but it d- stays there to show you what it's, uh, what it's like to the other way or something like that. Basically, instead of like, basically just a half hearted sort of take on depression in that it doesn't necessarily go away. It just like kind of lessens and may flare up. You know, something like that. Depression um, doesn't go away, and that's good. <laughs> it's 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 healthy, is what they're trying to go with. Fair Not enough. that it's good. It's normal. that it's healthy. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. And that it, that's what it is. This is basically supposed to be like Inside Out with an amusement park. Honestly, if you want a really good take on this film, I would seek out uh folding ideas video uh about wonder park uh because like he he gets he would explain some of my points a little bit better because uh he's just really good at that uh but like there's also there's like this whole thing about the fact that there's no director uh the way it is animated it really feels like it's just like completely aimless and like how its shot composition is made how uh like when takes are how much the camera rotates because like so my oh my god so many of these uh character uh shots like close-ups are rotating shots and it's really obnoxious um like it's it definitely feels like something without any sort of direction and while i won't say it's like awful because i was sort of engaged on some of the points uh and I feel like that some of the points they made were like fair. I I, I just it's not good. <laughs> it's really not that good. It didn't all. look good. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not, not especially it's, surprised it's, by that. It's not a 22 percent on Rotten Tomatoes bad, but it's not good. Like it's like a f- solid 4.5 out of five. So not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Did you know the reviews go by lift rules now? If you get anything less than five stars, you're instantly the worst person alive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, uh, did y'all have anything you wanted to bring up? I got two things, and then also a thing that I saw. Casey, uh, why don't you go first? Um, I don't have anything actually. It's the only thing I had was that I saw Spider Verse. 
Uh, oh, yeah. seriously, you too. Yeah, I saw it. So I did I did the craziest I did the craziest double feature of my life. See, like my plan was like uh like uh so I wa- I watched The Lobster on Netflix. And oh. I was like the reason I watched it is because I had a little bit of scotch and I was tipsy <laughs> and I was like I was like uh, I was Skirt. like, well, I can't I drive to the movie theater. I need to make right a bad now. decision. I need well, yeah. a bad decision right now. Well, I was like, I just, just my thought was, I can't go to the movie theater right now. So I'll watch mm. the Lobster now, and when I'm sober, I'll drive to the theater and watch the favorite, and I'll have a Yorgos Lanthimos, if, if I pronounce that correctly, double feature. And the lobster not, uh, being a him. very yeah, the lobster being a very good movie bummed me the fuck out. It made me feel so bad. <laughs> it's, it's one of those <laughs> uh, that I couldn't I'm, watch two of them. If I'm remembering correctly, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of themes, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's a movie that's it's it's like a it's like a really uncomfortable surreal film about the Love. way that society. F- fetishizes relationships kind of you know and and yeah. the like the sort of unnatural way that we approach those types of things and uh and that's that's neither here nor there because this is this isn't a, a film podcast this is a this is a cartoons podcast so yeah i watched the lobster I felt extremely bad so i went to see spider verse instead and i think that spider verse is like the the literal polar opposite of the lobster. <laughs> they should have put that on the poster. The opposite of the lobster. Spider the Oscar. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, the, so I felt really bad and then I saw spider verse and I felt really happy. So it was a crazy roller coaster of a night. And so, yeah, you and Cirque also saw it. Now, Cirque, are you ready to talk about spider verse? I, I am vibrating in excitement to talk about this movie. I okay. hated it. <laughs> it's the worst movie of all time. <laughs> how, how, about, how about we both talk about it, Casey? Sure. You, but you go ahead, because I just talked about it a little bit. Okay. So I saw Spider-Verse. I know that HT talked about it earlier in the, uh, in the series. Correct? Yes, yes. I have. So, if you've been listening along, you get the basic gist of what the movie's like, so I'm not going to go over the plot again to you. I am, of course, going to, uh, let's, let's pause for spoilers anyways. I really, really, really love this movie. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to get into everything, because, like I said, we've already talked about this on the podcast before, but as someone I mean, who follows the comics and, like, knows, like, a bunch of stuff about, like, uh, general Marvel stuff, general Marvel comic stuff, this felt like Brian Michael Bendis had his hands all over the movie. Like, it ends like one of his ultimate Spider-Man comics would. It's, it's a really great, great, uh film and I, I don't think it's necessarily bad about like this like it's not like bad to keep talking about it like you don't have to go plot by plot or point by point and all that kind yeah. of stuff but we could still like 
now we could consider this like the spoiler version where we can all talk about like general stuff. I'm super fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, So Casey, what what were your thoughts? Uh, Most of the stuff that really impressed me about spider verse was actually technical. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, not to say that there were any components of this film that I thought were bad, by any stretch of the imagination, you know, the story is great. The soundtrack is great, like, like everything. But the, the thing that really stood out to me was just the, like, like every single frame was just, it felt like it's, watching it's, a magic trick. <laughs> every it's, frame. It's, it's, uh, it's like, it's pure stylism, but like every frame is a painting quite literally. Like it, it, it's, it just looks like, like, like I, one person uh, said that you could like go frame by frame with this movie and every one of those things would be something you would want, like f- literally framed on your wall. That's it's how beautiful. Much, like they put a lot of care in their visuals and their visual design and very intentional colors and just, oh God, it is fucking beautiful. So <laughs> much love in this movie but also like the the story and everything you know it felt like the first time i watched a comic book movie that i immediately thought oh this was made by people who like comics (laughs) yeah like it's because like Like it it has all of the makings of like uh of like a a marvel collaborative rump which i like it has goddamn Kirby crackle in the uh, in some of the scenes with the uh, the big machine, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. love in it. My God, though, the Stan Lee cameo made me cry. <laughs> it honestly oh. did. Just and it was in completely by accident too, because they were. It, it just it like it was such a coincidence that what happened happened, and like this being like one of the. Like literally the cameo, the first one after he passed away, like mm-hmm. broke my heart. <laughs> uh, it was a very touching uh, way to, you know, for like the what Stanley could says about Spider-Man could easily be said about him. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also it, there's a really funny joke in it, too, which is that it, it, it feels true to his character to have that playful humor there. Yeah, like that he's like some sort of greedy money money guy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's actually a really good thing. And he, he signed on to that when uh he signed off to that uh when uh he was still alive, so there you go. He was willing to make fun of himself with that. Yeah, I am trying to think what else to say, you know, like it almost it almost feels reluctant. I just want like I just hope that there are more movies made like this. Yeah, I mean, there will be at least more Spider-Verse movies for sure. Like, uh, it's going to be a similar deal what they did with like a movie too, where they're going to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are going to be just producing it. But that and like maybe like do like some script scripts supervision. Um, but it's but they're going to they're, they're going to do a sequel, like a direct sequel, as well as a spinoff of uh, uh, Spider-Ham, right? Of the, well, no, Spider Ham's getting a mini episode on the DVD release. I get you. Uh, uh, Spider Gwen is going to have her own Spider Verse movie where she meets up with a bunch of different female Spider Women. Uh, oh, 
fucking sick. Maybe they I can know. finally get Silk in there. <laughs> I really, I want them to do the Captain America from Spider Gwen's universe. The you know the one that's a black woman. That'd be fucking great. I'm not that familiar with her. Uh, so in the uh, oh god, I really want to go into Marvelverse, but we're talking about we're, this is a cartoon podcast, not a cartoon comic podcast. Uh, long story short, uh, basically she ended up being uh the only person that could do the uh exp- the shield like body experiment thing that made Captain America. So she was the test subject. She became like Captain America or Lady Liberty. Uh, and uh, she's this really kick-ass black woman who basically saves uh, the world from Hitler uh, almost single-handedly. Uh, and yeah, it's it. it I, I don't want to go too into it, but she's got a cool alternate history that kind of parallels with what you would see in from like uh, you know Captain America stories, including I think they even make a reference to werewolf Captain America at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's really a fantastic take on the character, and I'd love to see that show up uh, as like a way to have Captain America in uh, a Spider-Man movie, like that's like the Spider-Verse ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I get you. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody wants a comparison, though, of the Spider-Verse comics and the movie, uh, right I recommend. What? Actually, go ahead. I, I recommend uh, there's a there's a YouTube uh, there, there's a YouTube channel called Let's Talk About Stuff by Sarah Z, and she does a really good uh, she has a really good video about it called uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse When Style Is Substance, and I really enjoyed it. So you should go and watch that and subscribe. <laughs> I will put out uh, two quick things before we move on, uh-huh. which. If you like like this movie, please please go look up the uh, comic that Penny Parker is from. She is fantastic and so much better in that one. Uh, it's called like I, it's it's some weird stylization. Spider. It's written by Gerard Way of uh, My Chemical Romance and Umbrella Academy fame, and like she's like a more of a Neon Genesis Evangelion type character with her mech and stuff. And she is like a Daredevil as her bodyguard. It's really cool. Uh, last thing. Oh my fucking god, I'm so glad Miguel was in this movie right at the end there. Even if it was for a joke, I really want him to come back. Oh, I'm positive he'll be part of the plot for the next one for sure. I'd it's be probably very happy be like, that. There's probably going to be like a mess of Spider-Man in that one. Like everything from like the 1950 like the 1950s uh Spider-Man cartoon to like Spider-Man 2029 and probably like uh Ben Riley and a bunch of shit like that. Uh, yeah, I would is be there a confirmed sequel? Down. Yes, what? there will be a sequel. Ah, uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yes, there will be more. Uh, they made bank. Of course, there's going to be more. They made bank, and also like there's that's why they're doing both a Spider Man, a Spider Gwen movie, and a Spider Verse like sequel. So they're two separate films. I'm excited about the prospect of that being a franchise. Me too. Me too. I want comic book movies that look like comics. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh, I have one last bit of news before we move on to uh, our main part of the uh, show. I feel like if I leave this out, it's going to be remiss. 
So we should probably talk about Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I forgot we didn't mention that. Uh, so Disney Plus, there was a big news about it. Where uh, why am I saying things like this? Um, <laughs> there is a big news. <laughs> there is a big, a big news. news. <laughs> uh, and it the what's going on is that so apparently Bob Iger said that at some point every single disney movie ever like anything that's in their catalog will be on disney plus which if true is incredible considering how massive that library is and how and racist some of the old ones are yep. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm guessing there will be some omissions personally but that's you know that's probably not- realistically yes yeah. Unless they have like a severely edited version of Song of Stuff. Or instead of having Song of the Stuff, they could just like cut out, do what they did a lot of times with the uh when they showed it on TV, which is cut out the born the Song of the South live action bits and just yeah, paste it the all parts with Uncle Remus, just Sw- remove those. The Splash yeah. Mountain shorts. Just cut out all yeah. references to the even the name. It's all I mean just just Splash call it Zippity Doo Yeah, exactly. Or just call it Zippity Doo. Yeah, just call it Zippity Doo That's all you need to do. My my guess is it won't be there. Oh, I'm positive it won't be there. I'm just mm. saying that's the way yeah. you could do it, Disney. So you're yeah. completely ignoring a section of your history, no matter how dark and seedy it really is. Um, I anyway am predicting. Oh, oh, oh something. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, just real quick. Uh, if you want to see something re- the really interesting about the history of Splash Mountain and. Uh, the history of like Song of the South and uh, the old tales that uh, were inspired Song of the South. Uh, uh, Defunct Land did a really good one when they were talking about a uh, long forgotten kind of almost uh, ripoff of Splash Mountain that used like the same Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox kind of stories. Uh, and it ends up going through the entire history of those stories uh, and the people who wrote it down and all that stuff. It's really fascinating. It really, really is. If you have any curiosity about the history of Song of the South, definitely check that out. So, Cirque, why don't you recommend a YouTube video to our audience, and that'll make four. <laughs> uh, I was about to also recommend Defunct Land because I love that dude's stuff. He's incredibly informative. Uh, he put out an extremely, like, uh informative uh, video about like a uh, uh, airline that partnered with Disney and had a, an attraction in the Magic Kingdom. And it goes into some really, really interesting discussions about like uh, labor rights and stuff. Um, I would recommend. I'm going to recommend uh, it's a music video called Gangnam Style. <laughs> Not a lot of people have seen it. <laughs> I think it's going to be really big, though. Uh, so, oh. so there you go. We've recommended, we've recommended five YouTube videos. <laughs> now the curse uh, is lifted. On this podcast. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, so D- Disney Plus, we're, we've, our intro is going a little long because we're being silly and having fun. Uh, but uh, D- Disney, Disney Plus, I know. <laughs> uh, Disney what if what i really want from disney plus is for them to release all of the uh just the all disney of the saturday. saturday yeah the saturday afternoon lineup the 
Uh, it's, yeah. It's, I'm yeah. feeling like it's about that time. They're doing 90s stuff for people now, so they're going to show up. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, obviously, like, the big four being, like, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers have kind of made a resurgence in the in the public consciousness, but that's not all of the ones they made. There was also the Aladdin one. Uh, the Little Mermaid one. Was, yeah. There are the some Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are some that haven't made as much of a resurgence and I would like to see those available in some way. My freaking so, gargoyles. Yeah, the the gargles. The gargles. The gargles. The gargamels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Opa Gargamel. Oh, God. <laughs> Podcast is over. Nothing to Fuck. see here. Fuck, it's over. <laughs> we could not continue because because HT said Opa Gargamel. <laughs> Good idea for a title, though. We had <laughs> we had to stop. <laughs> we were no longer allowed. We lost our license. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about the Patreon? <laughs> yes. yes, let's show. Please. Okay. So uh, we have a Patreon and it is very useful to us because it allows us to fund and sorry produce the show. All the money that goes to it is put between our editors. Aki and Alex and we see uh, no money from that it is an entirely editor focused funding drive now if you go to the patreon and you uh you put some money in and you get into one of the tiers you get access to several bonus podcasts we have a bonus podcast now called the Toontown Chronicle where every month we talk about Things that are interesting to us, non-cartoon related things. We sort of give you insights into what's going on with us, essentially. We also have a bonus podcast called Toontown Nights, which you can in fact vote for if you're a Patreon subscriber, that showcases a different bad movie that we find outside of our usual selection. Like, we're talking like terrible movies on Netflix, somewhere you, where you can get them easily accessed through streaming or the public domain. You can also, if you go for our top rank of Patreon subscriber, suggest a cartoon for us to watch on our podcast episodes of Toontown Public Works and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, just go to uh, patreon.com slash ttpw. That's uh, Toontown Public Works. Uh, just yeah, go patreon.com slash ttpw and there you go you, you, if you want to play any amount we highly 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 appreciate it uh, so yeah thank you yeah thank, thank you, you very so much. much yes thank you so much so also, Alex actually go ahead well I, what I was just going to say is just that uh, we are going to do something a little bit different real quick uh we are going to be playing an ad for one of uh cirque's other podcasts here uh i'm just going to insert it here it's called rolls off the tongue hey everyone we are rolls off the tongue if you don't remember our last ad we're more than just an ad interrupting some childish cartoons We're, we're a whole different podcast 
and we are starting season two. We're playing a comedy horror oriented game about working class life among the ghost catchers. It's got playful fairies, uncooperative spirits, cheapskate clients, and more bad decisions than you can shake your grandma at. If you're having fun here, we think you'll have a blast with us too. So come find us at rollscast.podbean.com or look for us on your favorite podcast app. That keeps happening. Wow, I'm going to listen to that for the rest of my life. You get clowns, Yay. people! Aren't you excited for these clown antics? Clowns. Isn't this... Oh, fuck. What are the... How does Send in the Clowns go again? <laughs> send in the new... <laughs> oh, something like that. And you in a chair. That's not how it goes. I I don't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> None of uh, us do, clearly. Let's watch some cartoons. Let's watch let's some mother flipping cartoons. Uh so Casey, can you introduce this segment? Yes. I don't think I've ever introduced a segment before in my life. Uh <laughs> so uh oh do I I get I get to say the list this time, don't I? Yeah, it was all echoey and foreboding. Yeah, we watch. Uh, so we watch cartoons that have fallen into the public domain uh, in this part of the show. Uh, and uh, we pull them off of a list of cartoons that we have that has officially been titled as uh uh the list <laughs> we'll make that sound all funky in post uh <laughs> and that's <laughs> in my post serial more like um i what i don't know post, post is a brand that makes cereal <laughs> good yes. jokes are or ht uh yes so, Blame it on Cirque. It wasn't yeah. me. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so we're um, silly tonight. So let's watch some. Okay. Well, here's the drum roll coming in, Alex. Okay. Uh, we're going to watch a Farmer Alfalfa cartoon, one we haven't seen that in a while. That has definitely been something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, uh, quite a variety with Farmer Alfalfa. I'm not sure what to expect. What's it called, by the way? It is called... In Dutch. I said it like it was like an action movie title for some reason. In Dutch? In Dutch. I-N-D-U-T-C-H. I wonder the, if it's in English. The sequel to En Bruges. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sequel to Johnny English. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Guys, what the hell? <laughs> uh, mm, it's so... It's... 
It's a very much of its era in the fact that it really cannot be categorized as anything more than a stream of consciousness. Was that what you uh, meant when you said that Wonder, Wonder Park had no direction? Um, possibly, which had which had honestly. less direction. <laughs> uh, okay. I, definitely, this cartoon had less direction than Wonder Park because Wonder Park had like some consciousness of like the film language. Uh, and while this one doesn't really have that, like in like terms of like how story structures are, at least how we personally perceive story structures nowadays, uh, it's basically just like kind of a of one event sort of leads to another event, like in a very Monty Python esque kind of way, but less deliberate and like intentionally like a like certain kind of out of nowhere transition to something, you know? It's very yeah. stream consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what it's about is it's Farmer Alfalfa in Dutch. And then that like as in they're in Holland. And then they have a bunch there's a bunch of like jokes about clogs made out of wood. There are so and- many animals and clogs in the short yeah, windmills, clocks, some tulips. So basically, everything a six-year-old knows about <laughs> Holland. <laughs> was, to be fair, was to be fair, this. that's all I know about Holland myself. So who the f- knows? Um, I know that they don't call it Holland anymore. That's all. Denmark, I know. right? Uh. Uh. No. No. It's the the Netherlands. We know things. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just I don't know. This one's so weird. <laughs> I I like it a lot, actually. It's just extremely strange. Um, yeah. It, it's it just for the first half, it's just a series of different jokes about different animals wearing clogs and uh, those like little Dutch hats things uh there's a caterpillar and and he has a bunch of feet but oh he has so many clogs for this mouse to shoe shine so the mouse is gonna run away he's not gonna shine those shoes oh there's some mice here that they they want shoes so they steal farmer alfalfa's shoes a bunch of stuff like that it just kind of free flows between different concepts and things by like a signal through line of like a different transition to like a different animal or something like that. And sometimes that transition is like just for like a quick sight gag. And sometimes it turns into its own little subplot. Um, and mice are important, I guess. Um, basically they're the ones that screw with, uh, farmer alfalfa, uh, the most in this cartoon. Um, I don't know. I it, it's hard to really talk about a stream of consciousness like this, but I do think it's worth seeing, just because it is kind of just a goofy little cartoon that kind of transforms into different cartoons throughout. I will say this: we did like that fish in the middle, that goofy, googly-eyed, big, fangy smile oh, yeah, fish. The, the smiley shark. The <laughs> there was a smiley shark it was 
the the mice were riding in wooden clogs like a boat and a shark was there (laughs) um hmm the shark also gets stuck on like cheese for a good chunk of it which is yeah there's a lot of really insane fun gags that come from that um yeah they they milk some cows the cows have clogs and then they put the milk inside of a car, and then the car spits out cheese, and then they shoot oh. the, they shoot the holes into the cheese with shotguns, and then the cheese develops sentience, and they whip the cheese. As it's sentient, they, they whip it with whips, and uh and the implication of this is that in so in our universe, cheese is not vegan. In this universe, cheese is not vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> it's it's actually quite terrifying. Um, is, there is no ethical consumption here. Nope. Uh, yeah. So that's the cheese thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's other than all that. <laughs> which is a lot let's be honest uh it's 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 fairly straightforward but i i, I do think it is worth watching at least once farmer alfalfa surprisingly fairly absent in this one he's in like two or three spots <laughs> um true farmer yeah. alfalfa contractually obligated to be in the short <laughs> yeah um I don't know. I'm trying to think of amusing things to say about it. It's just like a, yeah, it's really weird. Watch just it. Trend. Just watch it. Yeah, I was, probably. <laughs> I have to be honest. Just, might be my favorite Farmer Alfalfa short that we've seen. It's probably it's probably my favorite we've seen, considering I didn't like all of them. I've got hiccups right now, <laughs> which is not great for radio. So um, instead, let's just just head over and transition into. The list. Very husky this time. You had a nice huskiness to your voice there. Well, thank you. Uh, all right, Alex, drumroll. So we're going to watch a cartoon from Van Buren Studios. Uh, we've met this character before, and I can't remember if we were supposed to like him or not. Uh Molly Mucow and Rip Van Winkle. Hmm. It was like one of the most early things we. Uh, oh, I remember early, Molly like, Mucow. It's a good yeah. night for old friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. This has been our most Dutch episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is very Isn't true. Isn't that weird? Rip Van Winkle, according to Wikipedia, is a Dutch American. Some common threads are cows, clogs, guns. Gee, <laughs> uh, there's got to be more. There's, there is so much in common between the last cartoon we watched and this one. 
it, it, hang on. We do have the very important addition of getting crunk in this one. Yeah, that was not in the previous. This one does feature Molly Mukow uh, getting mega sloshed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's fun. Um, like yeah it's 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 hilarious because like all throughout molly mukau is like pushing away uh her conscious it's who's telling her not to do this uh and like it's it's just great because molly's just like basically dunking on her conscious uh and then like once she does finally get drunk uh and she like does stumble and like gets a little hurt uh the conscious comes out and is like, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. But then Molly literally lifts up her own conscious and stuffs it in the fucking garbage. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I I really like the character and I really like the design. I probably talked enough about the design in the previous Molly Mukow episode, whenever that was. Um, but it's still true. Generally um, a pretty yeah. cartoon overall, I'd say. Nice backgrounds. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is the matte paintings in this one are so good. They remind me of like uh like the old Winnie the Pooh ones kind of. Oh yeah, kind of sort of. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it kind of reminds me of Over the Garden Wall just because it is a very fall weather and noodle arm like I swear to god those gnomes that get completely sloshed and like are bowling in the woods that sing the song about Rip Van Winkle, like they are something that I feel like must have been an inspiration, something in uh, Over the Garden Wall. It just feels like it. Yeah, I, I get. I think. I think I get where you're coming from. I have to be honest. I was waiting for Rip Van Winkle, like sleeping over there, to eat that spire that was hovering over him. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Brody. I just, listen, it, I, what is that fake statistic about how people eat a lot of spiders by accident when they're sleeping? Which yeah. I think turned out to be f- false, but... Yeah, it's it's that one meme about George's spiders. I was waiting to make that joke. Oh, spiders, George, yeah, or whatever his name was. <laughs> but no, no, that is a real statistic. That is, it's a real fake statistic. It's something that people used to say a lot, but I think somebody just made it up. We should probably talk a little bit about what the uh, the plot of the cartoon itself. So, very, very simple. Uh, Molly Mukau is in a forest, and she stumbled across some, like she said, gnomes drinking and playing uh, bowling? And they sing about Rip Van Winkle and, like, don't wake him up because he's been sleeping a bunch. And it's it's a cute little musical number. And then she gets hammered and that whole conscience dunking plays out. And she plays bowling herself. And she is, as she said, the most gifted drunk that he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... it's it, 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 he, The cow really is, like, completely... like. Despite the like, is it, she's able to do like bowling trick shots while like completely and utterly sloshed, and I'm just like, bravo, woman! You 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 do that. I I support you. Uh, if you're that high functioning when you're drunk, then my God, 
you, honestly, I would just want to get you more drunk because other because you're <laughs> obviously like uh, some sort of like automaton that's like smarter than literally anything else. And in the moment you have full brain power again, uh, you're probably going to be like the thing that destroys us all. So uh, I just want to keep you constantly drunk. Jesus. <laughs> but I, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, she uh she balls a bunch, she throws some bowling balls around, she wakes up Rip Van Winkle. He gets scared by her conscience coming out of the barrel that she got stuck in. That was a great little I I was expecting like a tiny bit of turnaround. She kinda gets it, but otherwise No, she's she's fine at the end, really. She gets dunked in yes. water a little bit. That's yeah, it. she she suffers very few consequences. For uh, essentially drinking beer that is not hers. <laughs> uh, she steals it and uh, suffers very, very little ill of, from that. I don't know. What else is there to say about this? So uh, We liked it. We liked this cartoon. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. Um, yeah, that's good. I think it's really, I think it's really pretty. I think it's like a, a very nice, colorful cartoon. Uh, it made me smile, and it will make you smile too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree. So, with that, we got to go back to to uh, look up more information one last time from the list. I kind of burped that one out. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, Alex. What hell have we entered into? Guess what, guys? We're going to meet Gabby again. I was... Oh, fuck. I was going to make a joke like a... Uh, when we pulled up Molly Moo Cow, oh, old friends, I guess that means we're seeing a Gabby again. I fucking willed it into existence. This fucking is my fault. Gabby. Fucking oh, no, go Gabby. to hell. Go to hell. I wonder if Gabby is Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rife insult of the Dutch people. So no, please do not. Do not. Okay. Gabby is all the of cartoon. Us. He, he is us at our worst. No, he, yes, there you go. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we're going to watch a cartoon called It's a Hap Hap Happy Day. I am sure that I is not true. It. I fucking hate everything. <laughs> Gabby, you absolute troglodyte. You buffoon. <laughs> you waste of space. So we hate Gabby, especially HT. Gab- I know HT hates Gabby with a, a white hot intense passion. Uh there's a part but- where 
Gabby was cutting down a tree and it almost fell on him. And I was just chanting, kill him. I think kill him. But I think that the reason for that is don't we all know a Gabby? That is to say someone who uh, someone who feigns competence, not just competence, but superiority over everything they do, mm. whether or not they actually know anything or not. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I think that's the reason that it strikes a nerve. Well, uh, it, it strikes a nerve for me because uh, Gabby's the pro tag. He's the sympathetic character, at least up until the end. Uh, and the guy who is just getting tortured, tortured by Gabby is just, he does fucking nothing wrong. Nothing. He's the mayor. He's the mayor even? Oh my yeah, God. He's the mayor at, at the beginning. He's leaving the mayor's office and Gabby stops him. Gabby is putting out light. He's putting out lamps. Which I can only assume is his job, that he stops halfway through to go on vacation with the mayor, who didn't invite him. He was just trying to go camping and get some some nice peace and quiet out in the wilderness. And Gabby intrudes on his plans and invites himself along. Uh, and so, so yeah, Gabby is an intensely dis- unlikable person. The only moral crime um, that this guy does is that he wants to get away from Gabby. And who among us, who among us would not do the same? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I fucking hate talking about this who? already. This guy. I, I swear I've said this before in one of these, uh, in one of these recordings, but whose idea was it to make a character that their personality traits are... They're annoying, and they make life worse for everyone around them, and then go, yeah, people are going to want to spend five minutes or so with this character. You, the audience. Well, I mean, like, it's it's sort of like what I was saying a bit earlier. It's about framing. Like, if they they show off this character, like, in a way where they're vill- villainous, you know, then... You know, you might get a little more joy out of it, even though it's still kind of frustrating. It'd be at least a little bit better because you know that you're not supposed to be okay with Gabby or find him like charming in any way. Uh, this cartoon does a poor job of doing just that. Um, and that's part of the reason why I hate it so much because, like, Gabby's there are worse characters than Gabby, but I don't like how he's being framed as, and it makes me despise it. Because it's like, no, I don't think Gabby's cute. No, I don't Gabby don't think Gabby's funny. He's an asshole. An asshole. An asshole. That's the front and end, front and end back to forth, up and down answer Tony to tip. this question. That nobody asked about whether or not Gabby is an asshole. The answer is yes, he is an asshole. Yeah, he's Ugh. sucks. Square Gabby, um, do do we want to talk more about this cartoon? Well, no. we should probably. Ma- All right. Yeah, let's. So, let's I mean, we've we've di- we've described it. Let's, I mean, I guess we did kind of have a front heavy episode. If we just want to skip talking about Gabby, that is yes, an option. Our, let, let me speed. Through it this. is our one get out of Gabby free cards. <laughs> <laughs> let 
I'm gonna honestly speed through it. So they go camping. There's camping antics. He's he can't put up a tent. He he has trouble putting up a hammock. He knocks a tree over the wrong way and it crushes the dude. Then they they sleep. He sleeps in a tent and he, Gabby sleeps in a tree. The end. Yeah, I mean Gabby Gabby feigns competence in all of these things and makes it worse it's, for it's the, the same person thing who's you've just seen trying to get some in, privacy. Yeah. Yep. It's a like the bad. Se- it's the same thing as like it is in the bad seasons of Johnny Bravo. Basically, yeah. it is. It is a flusher. It is a flusher animation. As such, it is not poorly animated. It is a competently made cartoon. So there you go. That's cool. <laughs> that is all there is cool, to say cool. about it. Cool. Um, cool. I know it'll cheer okay. you up, HT. Oh, I know. I know that. I know that this week our prompt was something that is particularly of interest to you. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we got a response uh, for our prompt. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite cartoon fox? I am mimetically uh, obsessed with fox people that are cute as hell, and I completely don't disagree. Uh, so it's great. It's great. It's great. And we got a lot of responses, too, which is great. I love that we got a lot of responses for this. Uh, where do we get those responses, you ask? Well, we can get them through email, though no one has sent us an email in quite a while. It makes me kind of sad. Uh, the email address being toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Um, but we got a lot of uh, responses for this on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Matt Stabe responded. Uh, they they weren't sure if this counted, but Fantastic Mr. Fox from the Wes Anderson movie. And you know what? Why would that not count? <laughs> well, because it's, I don't know, because uh, it's not like a. 2d drawing well it is animation though it yeah, completely it counts like i say on twitter stop motion always counts mm-hmm. stop motion always 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 counts uh so thank you matt steve uh we got a response from the hello toonie uh and they said robin hood this is going to be something you're going to hear a lot of because <laughs> robin hood is extremely popular uh, He's extremely cute, so I can understand that. Oh no, I, I've said this before, maybe on the podcast, but like, I swear to God, like I was when I was like a. There was a time where I was wondering why I had a huge crush on him as a kid, uh, and then I listened to like exactly one syllable of Robin Hood talk, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, no, I get it, I completely <laughs> get it now. Uh, but yes, uh. Thank you very much. Hello, Toonie. We got a response from uh, Talon Lardner, who says, Ash uh, from uh, the Fantastic... Or Ash Fox from... (laughs) Ash from Pokemon. He's my favorite fox. Ash Fox from Fantastic Mr. Fox, for sure. A very interesting character with some subtle and not-so-subtle quirks. Uh, Yes. I I, I always liked Ash. Uh, He's a... uh, hand wave um, into microphone different what, uh, was, what was his voice actor again 
Who's the Rushmore guy? Uh, yeah. Jason. Statham. Let me look this up right now. I was going to say Jason Bateman, but that's a different fox. Um, <laughs> no, Jason, Jason, Jason. Jason uh, Schwartzman. Schwartzman. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Jason Schwartzman did that voice. That's a good character. That is definitely a good character. So thank you, Talon. Thank you uh, so we much. We got a response yes. from. Yeah, we got a response from uh, Neon Critter, uh, who said, uh, "All these uh, Swapashish uh, Hall foxes." But especially the ones in the band. Uh, so what the f*** did I just say? I, I-, I can tell you what the f*** I just said. Can I, uh, um, can I try and take a crack at that? Sure, go ahead. Let me look it up. Well, I know what it is. It's a series of ads from, uh, I'm going to say, it may be Swedish? Um, where it's a fox that sells house insurance. And there's like a like really cute animated Fox, including one where like, he's like in a rock band with like other Foxes. And it's really cute. Let me try. Those are good Foxes. Okay. Okay. That does sound pretty cute. I am going to give this a shot. Schwabish Hall. Cause they're tight. Yeah. It's S H. Uh, S-C-H-W-A-B-I-S-C-H. Well, yeah. Thank you, Neon Kirk. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we got a response from, uh, Dr. B again. Uh, and they said, well, clearly, wait, uh, damn it. None of you are foxes. Well, <laughs> at the risk of choosing one of your picks, Nick Wilde, witty, charming, and cute, it's hard not to love him. That's a good response for sure. Thanks, B. Uh, we all. I, I want to. I, 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 uh, spoilers. I am going to talk a bit about him. Um, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next answer. But thank you very much Thanks, once B. again, Doctor B. Uh, so Flint, uh, aka Gator Blitz, uh, responded with, uh. Basically, they were really, really hoping that it was going to be favorite cartoon mouse, which would have been a good answer. Uh, maybe some other time, but we really need to get away from the uh, favorite cartoon blank, uh, uh, like re- questions here. Keep it in the pipe. Uh, I'm gonna, but uh, Flint responds with, uh, "I'm gonna put a word in for Tails because I was a bit obsessed with him as a kid. Uh, I don't follow so- Sonic so much nowadays, but I still love the Love Guy." Um. Yeah, I, I I could I it's a very cute character that I remember when I was like in middle school thinking that it was a really cool character, which is pretty much how I think is the healthy way to evolve through enjoying Sonic the Hedgehog to go from uh cool to cute over the course of your life. Uh not just that it's always cool, which includes Sega, because no Song of the Hedgehog is not cool and never was cool. Sorry. Tails gets some fun levels had a, in the games. I had a Sega Genesis growing up. Our family had a Sega Genesis growing up. 
and I was the younger brother. Uh, so I was very acquainted with Tails <laughs> because that is I was player two. Hey, you um, got to fly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I like Tails. It's a good answer. Tails is good. Tails is good. Agreed. Thank you, Gator. Uh, All right. Gator Blitz is his name. Thank you, Gator Blitz. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I also managed to get some answers on a Mastodon uh, via snouts.online. Uh, Wait, do we have a presence on there? A what? Do we have a presence I don't think on there? We, I don't think Toontown Public Works has an account there. No, but I did post the question because I was hoping that I'd get some more responses. Oh, cool. Uh, so, just give me a moment here. Let me get in front of me. Tell us words, words, man. Okay, here we go. Uh, we got a response from uh, Kai, uh, K-Y-E, who says, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I would have said Robin Hood, but for, but the movie is just so wholesome and go- goofy. Um, also, uh, Finico is, uh, Finico is a better, uh, is a strong contender. Uh, and since we've already talked a little bit of Fantastic Mr. Fox and Robin Hood, Fenico is actually a really good answer because she is just, I, I love how just analytical and goofy she is with that analytics. Like she can predict the exact uh, pattern that someone will use to make a Instagram post. It's pretty hilarious. Can I, uh, can I swoon on in here? Yes, go ahead. So, cause I have to represent my fans because fans are best. Fanko is actually my answer for this prompt. I really like her VA. She does a fantastic job with the, uh, with the stuff that she's got. She has a really fun deadpan. I enjoy the uh, laughs, which are great. She she has a lot of fun stuff throughout the series. I am looking forward to seeing more of her in season two. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking not forward totally to it too. caught up on Agretzko, but I really liked what I saw, and I like that character. Would recommend. All right, uh, we got a response from Jay, uh, and Jay says. Uh, gotta go with Nick Wilde or the Fox from The Little Prince. I really need to see The Little Prince so badly. It's on Netflix. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to see it. I really do. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen it. I can't really speak to this. <laughs> yeah. Nick Wilde's all, always good, though. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about Nick Wilde when I get to my part of the thing. Yeah, I'm... So. Yeah, I can't go. I can't go into further detail because I don't want to. I don't want to cut in on your bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so thank you, Jay. Um, we got a response from Mycroft. Oh. Uh, this is actually going to be our last one. Uh, and they said uh, favorite cartoon Fox. So so many to choose from, but there's one always one right answer for me. Disney's 1973 animated Robin Hood. He is so dreamy. Uh, and uh, then 
he responded to change his answer. Uh, oh, sorry, I got a bail on Robinhood. He's good, yes, but my husband, who does not know it yet, has to be the Swashbuck Hall mascot. Uh, you could see how uh, the design character changed over the years through music video clips of their TV commercials. Um, sorry, Robin. And yeah, basically, it's just another repeat. Now, it is kind of hilarious to me. Uh, not that, like, how not varied the Fox's decisions were with our audience. Uh, I was kind of hoping we'd get a little bit more variety in terms of characters and uh, from like various different media and stuff other than like the ones that are going to be like that are making the new furries and are the new furries, you know? Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing furries today. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with an overflow of love for these foxes. These are good foxes. They're good foxes, Brent. Of course, they're good foxes. I'm just saying that, like, Nick Wilde is going to make hundreds upon thousands of furries. I'm not even kidding. Those are not exaggerated numbers. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so what? Well, thank you, Mycroft. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mycroft. Okay, so Cirque already answered. Casey, what's your answer? Um, I think it's probably uh, Christofferson. That's a good one. I know, like I like that. I'm, I I was thinking about changing it at the last minute because so many people said characters from the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um. But the only other one that came to mind that hadn't been said already was like Swiper <laughs> from Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Swiper, who I don't particularly like. Swiper is a good honorable uh, mention. He's 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 he just wants to fuck up your kid's television program. That's <laughs> fight the power, yeah. Swiper. Fight nobody it. said. Yeah, nobody said Todd. I was actually um, thinking of Todd today in the shower when thinking about this prompt. Although I think I, I think I like the movie he's in more than the character. If that makes any sense. Yeah, That's no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. His it's, character is kind of very, just paint by numbers, but it's a very interesting movie because like it's all about societal pressure, but they fail to be it at the end, which is, it's, it's an interesting outcome for that kind of film, you know? It's a, it's a. Well, it's a tragic film. They don't. You say they don't. They fail to beat it, right? Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah. Well, they do and they don't. There's right? the there's extremes I, that they spoil like yeah. spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this ancient movie. But like, I'm pretty sure Copper convinces uh, the the hunter man not to shoot Todd at the end. Like, that's how the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so he, in a way, the, uh, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> this isn't, no, this isn't no, the you, place no, to have keep it. Going. Point. Keep it going. No, no, it's just like, that's that's my thought, is like, is like he doesn't, like, like he, he over, he overcomes the, uh, he overcomes the, the, the bits of, pressure that would have gee i don't know it's well i know he he's basically giving him 
uh, he's at the point where like, while he didn't stay his friend or anything like that, he resisted the societal pressure to say that he has to completely dehumanize uh, this other, uh, to dehumanize the Fox and no longer, and basically just let him be killed. Yeah. Yeah. Know? There you go. Yeah. So they, so they're not, they're not friends at the end of the movie, but they're both alive at the end. And that and is, and that is something that potentially would not have been the case. Yeah. So, it's, so that, yeah. So in, in some small ways, there is, there is a sense that, that the, the societal pressure that, uh, that they feel due to their, due to their inherent differences is not completely overcome. Like it's, it's not resolved in like a happy ending, but it is, it is, uh, not necessarily a totally unhappy one. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I don't know. It's hard to say. That's, that's, that's a, I felt like that's a very succinct way to, uh, sum it up the end there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it still it still makes me sob like a fucking baby though. Good movie. So real good yep. movie if we're talking about good foxes and good movies. Yep, but mine's Christopherson. We went off the rails. Uh, HC, okay. what is your answer? Nick Wilde. I'm just gonna be fucking cheap and boring here. I'm, I'm shocked. Gonna say- I'm not shocked. I know. I'm not, I'm not even. I'm not even an iota surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, there there are other candidates out there, but a lot of them um, are a bit harder to be like. Oh, this is a cool fox because they're villains in certain ways, and that's one thing that kind of uh, is kind of annoying about fox characters is that like even the good foxes are still sly kind of like conniving kind of character, not conniving, but like trickster thieving characters like Robin Hood and such like the, and the one that does home insurance, of course he's a thief. God damn it. Um, but that's a insurance joke. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, but there's a whole thing about like, uh, Nick Wilde, Sure, he has the those qualities in him, but it's only because society basically pressured it into him just so he could survive. You know, that's a kind of a that's a, a really kind of a poignant point in a Disney movie for little babies. You know, uh, it it's 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 he's an interesting character because like the culture around him forced him to be a certain way when it wasn't really in his nature. He just got really good at it and he had no reason due to his cynical upbringing, like his own cynical, like outlook on everything. Uh, saw no reason to just fight back against that. You know, he felt figured that it worked much better out that way. Uh, and that's, that's, that's not a that's a concept of thing that actually exists in a lot of different circles, a lot of different minority groups, a lot of different people in general. And it's fascinating to see a movie do this in such a way that actually feels legit. You know, it's not it, it earns that characterization. And I dig that a lot. Um, and yeah, that's that's why I really dig Nick Wilde as a character, and that's why he's my favorite cartoon fox. Uh, also, he's also very cute, and he wears a uh, really cute tie, and he is he's snarky and cute. He's extremely huggable. 
Okay. So I think that was a really good answer, with- I, I would agree with you. Nick Wilde is really good fox with a really good message behind him. Yay. It's a very, very good fox. Uh, so, yes. Uh, now, for the next prompt, I want to go with this. Uh, what is your favorite puppeteered character? Oh, shit. Uh, that's it good. Be, that's real good. It's not it's not just Muppets. Like it could be like something from like a different studio altogether. It could be something from the Jim Henson company. Uh it could be something that, you know, uh from like LucasArts. Question. Could or be no, Howdy Doody. Question. Yeah, does it this, could be Howdy Doody. Yeah, go ahead. Does this count animatronics or would that be a whole separate question? Uh, I prefer if it was like a living character that was more what I was going for. Yeah. You know, like in a. I get you. As opposed to like a theme park uh, kind of attraction. I don't know. Maybe. If you can't think of anything else, then I'll, I'll accept it. Um, so, yes. If you want to respond to this prompt, you can send the answer to uh, our Twitter, which is at Toontown Public. Uh, yeah, at Toontown Public. With the hashtag ToontownPrompt. If you, you got to include that hashtag or else I'm going to miss it. I am uh, super. It, 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 it's just Twitter's a bad website. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, and you can also uh, send us an email at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Uh, and with the email, you can also answer to previous prompts if you may wish. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll respond to it on air. Hey, Alex, Aki, so, you two rule the school. You're great. We cannot do this podcast without you. Thank you so much for editing this. Thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki. Thank you. Uh, and let's see. Casey, don't you have stuff to add? Uh, yeah, you can go to ToontownPublicWorks.com if you want to review our show notes and watch the cartoons that we saw today. All right. Um, is there anything else? I don't think there is. Uh, you can probably go do us a review on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast because we look at them. It helps us figure out what to, uh, what to improve on. My, my dog is just standing on top of the, uh, desk I have my mic on. He's just staring at me judgmentally right now. I don't get what his deal is. Oh, a cat that owns a dog? What kind of topsy-turvy world is this? <laughs> a mouse that owns a dog and has a dog best friend? What the heck is happening here on Game Theory? We'll find out. Uh, so with that, I am HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and I'm sorry. I gifted the Pope Zootopia. I'm gonna. <laughs> I gifted the Pope Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just stop. I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs>